Strap in, pioneers of pixels and masters of motion. We're embarking on an exhilarating expedition into the heart-pounding universe of motion capture. That extraordinary technology that morphs our digital dreams into captivating characters and immersive worlds. Ever wondered how Gollum and Thanos sprang to life from mere sketches? Join us now in episode 2319, when your hosts Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG Bros, will answer the question, what are the top solutions for motion capture on the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast? Hello and welcome to this edition of the CG Insider Podcast. And if you're a returning fan, it's great to see you again. If you're new to our podcast, it's really great to see you today. Uh, in this episode of the CG Insider Podcast, Sean and I will be providing an answer to a great question submitted to our Ask Us Anything page at thecgbros.com, uh, this time by Simone G. from Pacific Beach, California. And Simone asks the bros, what are the top solutions for motion capturing? My name is Bill Johnston, and I'm a veteran in the gaming world, specializing in 3D animation and digital VFX for more than 20 years now. And I'm his brother, Sean, a professional CG artist and animator in the video games industry as well, with 28 uh, years of experience, and today I'm a full-time animation director. And we're grateful to be your host for this edition of the CG Insider Podcast. By the end of our discussion today, you'll, you'll learn some of the top solutions and tools uh, for doing motion capture or creating 3D animation using motion capture. And we'll tell you a little bit about the different options and uses and some trade-offs for each one. Be sure to stay to the end because we'll give you some of our professional insights and maybe a little bit of some ballpark costs for some of these solutions and which solution might be right for you. Thanks again for the great questions, Simone. What is motion capture, brother? Do you want me to say or you want, me, you want to go or me? Well, motion capture... Well, I'll pass it on to you. I just would like to say uh, motion capture uh, is often, you might hear it's called mocap uh, to those in the business. And uh, it's a technology that basically uses captured movements of people and objects to, and converts that into digital data that can be used to animate the 3D models or other digital characters that you've created. Um, yeah, or animals. In, yeah, or animals. Yeah, really anything that, that, that you can capture the motion of. Um, it's, it's a technology that's used uh, quite a bit. Well, predominantly, really, uh, in you know, film, video games, and even sports analysis and biomedical research. Yes, and that, that process usually involves you know, attaching either markers to the subject's body and then using cameras or sensors to track that movement in real time or in post-production. Or there's also there's markerless uh, capture also does that. And there's also um, uh, where you can actually use... Um, uh, you know, I, I, going back to the marker list, that you can either use uh, Connect um, by Microsoft, which has a depth sensor on it, or you can use, or Intel actually just came out with their own version of that. And then there's also the uh, using AI as well, where it's just tracking uh, video reference to um, capture that that movement. And there's also volume capture as well. So there's yeah, a, there's a bunch of different ways of capturing those those, but the predominant ones are. Uh, optical and um, basically um, inertial, which are inertials are interesting because they um, I have actually a little bit of experience with that. The in, in particular, the one that's called um, Xens is one of the ones I've messed with, and that one is kind of neat. It's a uh, it's inertial has a gyroscope, basically a gyroscope uh, magnetometer and accelerometer and some things that are actually in the markers themselves that go into the suit. Um, the optical are just those, what you'd see, those ping pong type ball markers that are on the outside of the uh, performer uh, that you'd see um, 
many people have seen that. Uh, I don't know if uh, you've have you actually done a, seen a motion capture uh, at, at uh, SCEA when you were working there? Oh yeah, kind of kind of looks like this. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and you can also I mean, before we get into all the different methods for mocap capture, you can you can you can use. Uh, I mean, there's so many different kinds. It's kind of like VFX. Uh, you know, it, there's so many different ways to create. Uh, motion capture. You can even use your mouse and, and a joystick, uh, or just you know go off a of video. There's there's some really great apps now that that, that work on those. But uh, this this is an example maybe of that of that ping pong ball thing. <laughs> yes, and, and uh, there's also of course um, going to um, an actual stage and paying the money that uh, that that requires to go in there and actually schedule a motion capture shoot, uh, getting your talent, and then going to a professional uh, uh, stage that does motion capture either. Uh, Sony has their own version of it, and then there's also uh, some LA studios that also have their own. So there's a lot of competitors out there, but it's very, very expensive, and you have to go in there. Additionally, making sure you have all of your shots already laid out and ready to rock, because uh, they, you know, you've got your performer that's costing you money, um, and then you've got the people that are running the studio, which is costing you money, and then you've got to rent the stage. And then, of course, you've got to make sure you all your moves are are ready to go and they're organized. Because what happens is a lot of times is if you have a performer that you've contracted with, they will basically want to do specific moves based on um, how how much time they have during the day to do uh, very, um, let's say, uh, expressive moves that require a lot of muscle energy and stuff like that. Because if you're doing like, uh, for example, in one of the shoots, we had all of our crouch movements in one day because the guy's squatting the entire time and, and the next day he's going to be done. He can't even, can't even do any more moves. So you got to make sure you schedule those particular moves uh, based on what the actor's um, ability to do those moves are. And so you have to kind of do that, uh, to organize that as well. Um, but if you don't want to do that, you can uh, rent, rent a suit. And for example, the, you could actually, there's actually, they rent XN suits at certain certain uh, studios will allow you to, to uh, rent those and they'll even if you need to have a higher performer you can hire the performers that they actually can um, get you and they have lists of actually some some of these studios have lists of actual performers that do specific moves whether it's um, you know um, acrobatic stuff or it's um, weapons uh, training stuff you got they got some ex Navy, Navy SEALs people like that uh, that they can they can hire out to you to do uh, specific moves for you. Yes, and it, and, and the solution that you end up really picking. I mean, it, there's a lot of requirements for the different types of, of motion capture solutions. I mean, some of them need a, a lot of space, right? And some of them don't need a lot of space. Uh, it, it really depends on, like, I guess what your what your needs are and and what space you have available. I, if you if you don't have the space, like you said, you can rent a, rent time on a stage and. That that can be pretty pretty pricey, uh, and uh, you know so kind of sometimes do it yourself solutions are, are really nice, but it comes at the at the cost of not having a ca you know a capture volume that you you know a nice nice optical volume that you can. I mean I think that's the most uh, accurate, isn't it? Yes, you you need a space. Um, so depending on the moves you're using, uh, if you hit, let's say you have swords for example, and you want to do some sword moves, some ninja type stuff, and jumping around. You, you want to make sure your ceiling is high enough or, or you're going to penetrate the ceiling or you're not going to be able to do the moves you want to. Uh, and then, of course, if let's say you're doing runs or sprints, you, you got to have a pretty decent sized volume to, to do that because if not, you're going to run into the wall and whoever your, your performer is is going to get injured. So you, you, don't want to, you don't want to have that. 
Um, or you can get a treadmill. I mean, treadmills can work too. Um, you just can't really sprint on a treadmill. There's certain uh, ones that you can sprint on, um, but those are arced. They're kind of like um, curved. And so you can actually, based on how fast you run, it'll actually move the belt that you're running on. So you can actually really get up to a, a, a major sprint. But then you've got to basically, want that, that capturing of that motion now has to be brought into your editing program on the computer and you've got to bring him back down to the, the plane of, of your ground level and, and basically do a fix, basically an additive, not to be too technical, but you would add it a, a layer of, to, to move him back down correctly to the ground plane. So he's actually on the ground in, in, your, in your computer scene. So that's kind of what you have to do. Um, but uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the different uh, optical systems, uh, the one at Sony, for example, they're using Vicon and they've got a ton of cameras. I don't know how many cameras. They probably have hundreds of cameras in there that last time I checked. But uh, the, I, I have evaluated several different, um, you know, optical as well as the inertial systems, in, including, let me show you some of these uh, images. Can I go ahead and show a little bit? Definitely shows. So, so this one uh, is actually, let me, let me go back to, actually, I'll just show you. This, this is me with the Xsense suit on. So they have the window, which is basically a strap, uh, a straps on, a strapped on one where you have the markers within the straps. And then you've got the full suit, which is more, it's actually more accurate um, that, that this woman's wearing here on the right-hand side here. I'm kind of testing him out, jumping around, punching. Um, and then that was the Xsense. And those are pretty pricey, pricey suits. Um, also this one here is a little bit less known. It's called the shadow system. I, I did evaluate that one as well. Um, that mm. one was kind of, it, it, it has a lot. Unfortunately, there's a lot of, um, um, movement, uh, up and up and down in the, in the, when you're doing the capturing, your feet don't really stay on the ground. They're not locked to the ground a lot of ways. So a lot of times, so a lot of the capturing you're doing, you're going to have to do a lot of editing to fix it. Um, this one here is interesting. I did a, a, um, one, we're doing a marker list, but it's actually based on video. And we set up a bunch of uh, PlayStation Eye cameras. Um, I believe we had four of them. No, two. Yeah, four of these cameras set up. And so in this little studio area, so you got to have a kind of a dedicated space even to do this kind of stuff. Um, and what I ended up doing is you kind of calibrate. Uh, if you can see, it's kind of a bad video, but this is from the uh, PlayStation Eyes. You're defining the 3D space for the for the camera to triangulate, basically to create that 3D space that you can capture the volume. Then once that's done, it's once you've calibrated it, then you go ahead and do the performing. So you, you, now here, I'll do the performer and there's a little avatar they give you that you can set up and it'll actually start tracking your movement. So for example, I was doing a zombie walk here, a zombie walk and the, and the actual, it works really, really well. Um, there is some editing you have to do. Here's from a different side view. Uh, or the front view, then one of those a side view I just showed you. But this one is the same exact move, but from a different camera. And so it, it takes time to actually calculate this is not in real time. This probably takes about, I don't know, 10 minutes to get, get something useful. And this is kind of like a uh, kind of an end result where it's actually, uh, uh, I'm actually doing a zombie run. And here's another uh, example of that where it's actually, so it actually turns out okay. It's, it's pretty decent. Um, this is a get hit that I was doing. Um, and this headshot. is another. What's that? <laughs> headshot. Yeah, kind of a headshot blam. Um, and then there's this one here uh, where this is the Connect camera, the, the, the Microsoft Connect. We're using it's a depth camera, which is using two. He's only using two cameras. And he's using, I think, a Mixamo character here that uh, I'm familiar with. 
so yeah, I mean, it, it really comes out really nice. Um, it just takes a while to process. So this is a, the, what you're showing is an example of uh, a volumetric capture then. Yeah, it is. And that's using an infrared uh, to triangulate basically. Uh, so you know in 3D space where your character is at. And so that's why you only have to really have two cameras. And you kind of have to clear your area out to make sure there's not a, a extra extraneous uh, pieces of things that can, that can cause problems with the camera. Uh, and it won't read your leg or whatever, and you kind of have to wear certain certain outfits that uh, contrast you against the background. So there's lots of different solutions uh, to to volumetric uh, camera work, that, that, that with, especially with the new equipment that's coming out. I just want to make sure I said that. Yeah, and and I was going to show again the the uh, Xsense uh, shadow and perception neuron, very similar. Those are the marker. Basically, uh, markers that are actually included would have the accelerometers and things like that in there. So this, this suit here I've got where I'm showing, um, I was doing some H1Z1 motion capture. And this is kind of nice. It's strap, it has a strap similar to the other systems, but also has where you can capture the fingers. And that was kind of neat before um, Xsense. Xsense doesn't have, in, um, their, their suits don't come with those, but there's some we'll go into later called Manus and then Stretch Sense. But... The actual video itself, this is from, from that capture using just the perception. And the perception actually can get, you know, it's relatively inexpensive and they've got a newer version that's uh, pretty decent. Um, but the problem is that they have uh, is when you walk upstairs or a ladder or something, uh, Xsense has an ability to cap capture uh, various levels. So you, you have to basically say, okay, we're going to capture multi-level or going, so, so you're going up a ladder and it doesn't push, push you down to the ground plane. So... There's some, each one has its little idiosyncrasies. Yes, and there's also, there's different kinds of motion capture. There's facial capture and, and finger and hand gesture capture, which you were just showing. And I think it's, it's really important to get those all done together uh, because if they're done in separate sessions, say, they, they you know, the, the expressions of the face don't necessarily ma match the hand gestures or the hand gestures don't match the body, body action. Uh, so those all, I mean, they seem out of sync and you can really tell when, when they're not captured together, it really takes a lot of a lot of talent and, and skill to make sure that if you don't capture them together, that you're getting them all synced up together to to have a complete and and smooth performance of the characters. Yes, and a lot of times, what you want to do also when you're capturing uh, these different solutions, you want to make sure and have video reference capture as well. The the um, the Vicon systems that you the really expensive probably the some of the most expensive the Vicon the OptiTrax the Qualysis those are probably your your optical most expensive uh, solutions and a lot of the studios that that provide these uh, services will have those cameras already set up in a, in a space um, and so a lot of times they they'll actually shoot live HD video along with it with with time code so you can sync up your actual motion capture at the same time. So what kind of a, I mean, they're doing, as part of the advancements in mocap is being able to, you know, you said like have video reference. And so they're actually, they actually film the characters in the scene these days. And they, I think they started this on Pirates of the Caribbean, where they actually wear these special suits and, and with, with markers on them. And here's an example of the volume, kind of volume that you need to capture these type of motions. But you can see the reference of, of character and they just basically take the capture off of the video, don't they? Um, if you're using video as you're capturing, yeah, they're basically look at what the what the um, the movement's doing. Um, it just kind of helps. Um, I mean, the, the the systems are getting so clean now. A lot of times, even one of the last shoots I was on with, uh, they're using OptiTracks. It's super clean coming live to, and you can feed it right into 
uh, any of your digital content creation the software package like Maya or Motion Builder, and you can have a live stream or Unreal, the game engine, or a Unity, and you can actually see it in real time using it uh, in real time streaming onto your character that you really want to see in your, either your film or your game. And so it, it's pretty clean coming right off. The some of the other stuff like the Xens and the OptiTrack, or I'm sorry, the Xens and the um, Perception and the Shadow and the Rococo, those kind of systems, you you do have to do some cleanup. Um, there is some cleanup that goes. There's some, it, it kind of swims around a little bit. It does have a pre processor. Uh, I think Xens also has a cloud processing where basically it kind of moves your character uh, down to the ground plane and fixes up the feet that are kind of swimming around. Um, but you know, there's there's pros and cons of each one, and we can go over at the end. You know, basically the pros and cons of of, of all of them. Yes. Okay. Here's a comparison. Basically, the one on the left is a marker is an example of markerless mocap, and it's captured from from a video and streamed to Unity in real time. Um, and you can see the performer in the middle. Now, that's obviously the best one. <laughs> but uh, and on the right, you've got the OptiTrack Opti Prime 13 um, using the Manus Prime 2 glove system. Uh, and you can see the the real difference. You can see this how the feet, like you were mentioning, the feet aren't you know aren't locked on the on the uh, markerless mocap, but how nice and tight and and even just the motions and the gestures. And you can even see the hands, how how, how dramatic the hand differently the hand motion capture is. So yeah, there's there's pluses and minuses for each different system. It really just depends on the on the level of detail and the and the the sophistication of the animation that you're after. I think. Yes, and the, and the, what's really kind of nice is they have kind of like a transparent thing on the OptiTrax website. You can go there and check out. You can kind of build your own system uh, on, on what you want to do. You, know, you can do like you're saying, um, you know, bio bio uh, uh, reference for people who are basically you know golfing or um, you know doing some type of sports uh, things, and they're trying to figure out their gait or whatever. You can use it for that, um, or you can use it for your film or your or your video game or whatever. But you can actually kind of price it right there on their website, which is kind of nice to do. You can based on how the size you're and and the, basically the number of characters or or performers you want to capture. So that that's that's a thing too. That can be an expense. Yes, and if you want to do face facial capture, uh, I think the the one of the premier uh, solutions out there right now is Faceware. Um, yes. Yeah, it allows you to. It, I think it actually does the facial rigging for you, doesn't it? Um, the face wear, um, you have to set. Yeah, there's some setup that has to go with that um, before you can do that. And well, I mean, I was going to remember the GDC thing that I was showing you, where you basically are using your iPhone to do yeah. performance capture. That's using MetaHuman and and and, uh, and just basically using an iPhone, uh, and she's making the ex the uh, expressions and movement and based on. The uh, uh, MetaHuman, uh, uh, this I think it's MetaHuman Animator. This will actually put it onto your face in record time, and this is the new thing I'm kind of waiting for in the next few months to see when this comes out because I really I cannot wait to see this. But and so a lot. Of, with, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say a lot of your your iPhones already have depth sensors on them. Uh, some of the higher my uh, price models, and that's what it's doing. It's it, it does all that for you, and it computes it. Uh, you can actually do. Uh, mesh to MetaHuman and it'll actually copy and, and transfer your actual face into uh, MetaHuman and Unreal. It's it's pretty amazing. The it's it's going so quickly. It's like wow. Even when I'm talking now, I'm feeling like um, I'm I'm behind. <laughs> so it's great. Well, you know, yes, and that, I mean that brings up the subject of AI and how AI and motion capture are, are merging. Because I mean, right there, you're getting practically 
real-time tracking and feedback in essence. Uh, and, and so basically the AI is analyzing, you know, the motion and, and, and the volume data and, and uh, practically instantaneously coming up with the mocap, a clean mocap uh, file. Right. And when Wonder Studio just recently, I, I think I showed this uh, where um, you're, you're shooting video and it's replacing it with an avatar. Uh, so you're shooting your video and you can just drag over in this. And I just got accepted to the beta to check, test this out. So I, I haven't tested it out, but I, I, I maybe in a later uh, podcast, we'll, I'll, I'll basically tell you what my experience has been with that. It looks pretty promising. Like I said, then I think it's hopefully it's not all smoke and mirrors, but um, I, I think uh, it's going to be pretty pretty amazing if it can actually do what it's showing in this video. Um, man, that's all you're going to do is basically shoot video, and you can get animation, uh, clean motion from that. So I, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how well that works. Yeah, and some of the new uh, also uh, AI can can help in uh, other ways as well. It can it can just it can actually do prediction of what your animation is going to be. So it can it can maybe even know what's going to be captured before it's captured, uh, and that really helps out. I think when you're doing trying to trying to do uh, especially transitions between motions motion files. You know, you want a character to move from one position or one motion. In, you know, in, you want to chain up these motions together, and it, it uh, it's really challenging to get to end the first motion clip so where it blends nicely into the second motion clip and 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 so on right uh, and that's the ai is, is making great strides in that area isn't it it is it really is but let's say let's say you wanted to do something like this where they're doing mocap actually using the optitrack uh system outside and so this guy is actually doing getting captured outside in his bike uh, they did this mountain shoot uh, on on their website. You can check this out. They actually show you which cameras they're using at that point, um, and and the guys actually moving moving through um, this scene. But the, the the thing is that they made sure is they they try to get it where uh, the best way to capture using outside is to have uh, a uniform um, lighting situation. So if it's overcast, it's perfect for them. Um, here here's really cool. Here's some of this. Here's some of the, the latest technology. These are Manus gloves right here that this, this woman's using here, um, which is to, to capture motion capture where you don't have any wires. But check, I mean, you do have wires on this particular one here, but it's, it, it's super accurate. Um, but uh, yeah, if you're doing like weapons and things like that, those things can pop off. Uh, I think those are Manus gloves. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think they are. If they're not, I, I'm pretty sure they are. But, but uh, Stretch Sense also has a really amazing... Um, new gloves that just came out where they're just like gloves. Um, there's no, they have actually have thin sensors that are like little, almost like super, super micro thin. Um, and they're in the gloves and, and it feels like you're just wearing gloves. There's no weird, you know, wires that are, or anything else that can get, you know, knocked off or, or hurt during that. So I think this guy's yep. using the, the stretch sense gloves right here. And it's actually picking those up using the OptiTrack system and then your stretch sense. Oh yeah, there they are. I mean, look how accurate those are. Those are That's normal beautiful. gloves, um, so it's pretty cool. Yes, and there's also, uh, we're kind of getting to the end of the podcast, I just wanted to make sure that we mentioned that there's several online resources for mocap data and animation, so you, you, you know, you don't have, you're not forced to buy one of these systems or rent one of these systems uh, necessarily. You can, you can go over to MocapX or uh, Mixamo, I think uh, yep, TurboSquid actually has some as mm -hmm. well. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a site website called Animum, a a Animium. Excuse me, um, as well as Unity and and uh, uh, Unreal have 
motion capture libraries that you can you can access. And this is a, a goodbye Kansas smoke cap reel. I just wanted to kind of show you kind of some 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 of the technologies in action here. And they actually here's here they are capturing animals. They actually do that. It's very cool. Uh, we we I think even at uh, Sony Computer Entertainment we we did some dog captures uh, for the Kill Zone uh, game, and yeah. it turned out really really well. With OptiTrack, you can actually put on sensors, uh, and it'll track whatever you put on. So, it, you, like ba basketball, or or, or um, you know, uh, it, so if you're doing a slam dunk, for example, you can slam dunk it, and it'll actually you can have it on the rim, and it'll actually the backboard, and it'll actually move. So those are the things, and you can stack things up and track a bunch of stuff. You can knock things over. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, so these are just a few examples, and we try to cover the main examples for uh, motion capture solutions, and uh, we're glad you uh, joined us today for the podcast, and we had a great time answering Simone's questions. What are the top solutions for motion capture? And we hope you enjoyed our discussion and that you learned something new along the way, because we believe it's imperative to learn at least one new thing every week, whether you need to or not. And if you did, uh, do us a small favor and share this video around with some of your friends, uh, because word of mouth is the best kind of advertising as far as we're concerned. Uh, also hit that like button too, because it helps YouTube uh, find other people like you who are interested in what we chat about here on the uh, CG Insider podcast. Um, and by the way, uh, if we do these podcasts just for you. And if you've got a subject that you'd like us to discuss, and AI is becoming huge now, and we've been getting a lot of questions about that, uh, you can let us know uh, by shooting over to our website at thecgbros.com and up the About Us tab and click on the Ask Us Anything dropdown, just like Simone did. We're always looking to improve our podcasts and make them more interesting and useful to you, so we need your input. Leave us a comment below, and if you do, no guarantees, there's a good chance we'll read it during one of our future podcasts and mention you by name. We bring you a new cutting-edge edition of the CG Insider right here every week. Where we discuss everything having to do with computer graphics, CGI animation, digital VFX, and other cool and interesting topics. And oh yeah, you can also find audio versions of our podcast on all major audio podcast platforms as well. If you haven't checked out the CG Bros YouTube channel, what are you waiting for? It's your front row seat for some amazing CGI short film and entertainment created by some of the most talented new media producers and VFX studios out there today. Uh, you'll also find some really... Awesome VFX breakdowns behind the scenes and making of as well. Well, we can't wait to see you here again for next week's podcast. It's going to be a good one. Uh, we'll be answering another great fan question. And this time, the question is, should I use stock footage instead of CGI? Hmm. We'll, see, we'll see you next time. Bye. Well, that does it for today. We sure hope you've enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, what are the top solutions for motion capturing? Thanks for being with us. Did you enjoy the show? We'd love to hear from you. Click the Super Thanks button on YouTube to show your support. Your tip helps us obtain more high-quality content for you to enjoy. And leave a comment and thumbs up for a chance to be mentioned on a future podcast. If you're not yet following us on our channel, please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is free. And ring the bell for instant notifications when new episodes are posted. Share our videos with your friends on social media and follow us for all the latest news and projects. Want to listen to the audio-only version of the podcast? You can find us on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. And here's a free bonus. If you'd like even more insider information delivered right to your inbox, become a CG Insider by subscribing to our free CG Insider monthly newsletter. Go to our website, cgbros.com, and sign up. 
Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure to join us for the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, should I use stock footage instead of CGI? We can't wait to see you there. This has been episode 2319 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. Thanks again for watching. We'll catch you next time.